0: Hey guys, Colby Reed here. So uh, this week's episode and our next episode are gonna sound a little bit different, and here's why. As I mentioned on a previously published episode, the, uh, I had the opportunity to go down to the University of Oregon and talk with some students there about uh, career development and how to launch a successful career. And we actually did this as a live episode of Coffee with Colby, where I did a kind of the traditional monologue like I usually do on my, my shows here focused on the importance of asking questions and why, how and why to ask questions, particularly in the first few weeks of your, uh, your, your, your position in a new role and why that's going to set you up for success in the long term. And then we also did a live Q&A with some students who were in attendance. Um, when you put both of those segments together, the episode is a little bit longer than I like to go. It's usually about, I, I aim for about 15 to 20 minutes per episode so that you can consume these on a lunch break or, you know, depending on how long your commute is. Uh, but, uh, when you put both of these together, it's about 45, 50 minutes. So I decided to chop them up, and we're going to publish the first half today, um, really dealing with the importance of asking questions, um, and then uh, next uh, our next episode will be published, and that'll be the Q&A. We're getting into a lot of different topics, and it's a really fun conversation. Um, that's also going to explain why the sound quality sounds a little bit different, and why you're probably going to hear you know, some, uh, some, some other background noise that you won't normally hear on one of my episodes. So uh, give it a listen, and uh, hope you enjoy. Coffee with Colby, episode 30. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's all about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy just one cup of coffee, we are going to cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff you need to know that they're not going to teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed. This is my show, and it is a special episode for you today as we are recording this episode live from Alan Hall at the University of Oregon School of Journalism and Communications, my alma mater, and uh, we are joined by members of uh, PRSSA chapter here at Oregon, as well as some University of Oregon uh, Journalism School students and some Allen Hall PR representatives. Thanks so much for coming, everybody. Uh, thought that was going to be a point of applause, but okay. That's how you know this is a live episode. Um, So today's episode is going to be a bit longer than usual because we're going to start with my usual ramblings and then we're going to open things up, do a little Q&A with our attendees here, have a discussion about the topics that are top of mind for today's young people. Uh, I'm trying to be hip and with it. Uh, It should be a fun and informative time. Now, as always, if you have a question or a topic you would like covered on the show, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I am at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A-D-E. You can also find me on LinkedIn. And if you find the show entertaining and informative, which I hope you do, if you wouldn't mind, take two seconds and give us a quick five-star review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. It will help bring the show up when people are searching for career-focused content. A quick side note to my mother. No, you cannot review the show multiple times. I do appreciate you trying. Uh, now on today's show, I, I think it's fitting because we're going to do a Q&A today, um, today's topic is about the importance of asking questions. Uh, when you are new to an organization or new to a role, whether you are fresh out of school or you've been in the industry for a number of years and you're making the jump to a completely different industry, it's really common to be hesitant to ask questions. You want to project this image that you know what you're doing, what which is important. Um, but there's this fine line between projecting your confidence and setting yourself up for failure. Um, and I, as, if you have listened to the show, you know I love to share my own moments of pain on the show uh, and uh, how not to follow in my footsteps. And uh, I have a, a perfect example of how trying to act like you know what you're doing and not asking that one last question can cause you some really, really big headaches. This is a true story in my days working in the PR agency world. Um, At one point, uh, I actually worked at each agency that I've been at. I've worked for a couple of different tech companies, uh, most of which were global brands. And these brands would all have public public relations representatives all over the world. Um, And in one case, I was working with a company that was based in the U.S., but they had a global presence. And what would happen is if they had a big announcement or some big news, uh, the U.S. team would create the strategy and the plan and then we'd send out a document to all of our global partners and let them know this is what we're gonna do. It, it, uh, here's the, the, the steps that you need to take to announce this in your market. What you can say, what you can't say. Um, it made guidance real easy and clear to understand and ensure that everyone was on the same page. Now, there was some inherent tension in this process because as those of you who work in PR or who will at one point in your careers work in PR know, nothing in PR is ever set in stone until it actually happens. Uh, Nothing in communications is permanent. Times change, details change, spokespeople change, event participants change. So there was this difficult balance we had to strike where we'd want to give our global counterparts this heads up as early as possible that news was coming, share as many details as we could so they could start planning because nobody wants to walk in on a Tuesday morning and find out, holy cow, there's a huge product launch coming down the pike in 10 minutes. Okay. But how do you disseminate updates efficiently to that information when details are changing to a global network. Well, in this process, you started to have teams that would reissue those global documents on a regular basis. Um, So they might send one version that says, this event is happening June 10th at 9 a.m. Eastern, and the next version says the event is June 10th at noon. But when you're sending out multiple documents with different information, it can get really, really confusing, especially when you're dealing with different time zones and uh, and different, uh, different geos. And that also was challenging because the global teams didn't always have a direct line to the team uh, that was making the announcement. So the word came down that we were no longer allowed to change the information in one of these documents. Side note here, the full instructions were that we couldn't change and then reissue an announcement so that it looked brand new. What we did have to do was we would edit the existing version and then list all the changes at the top. So we'd send one version in all black ink, and then the second version would have all of our updates highlighted in red and listed at the top. So you could say, okay, the time has changed from 10 a.m. to noon. The global teams can then see specifically what had changed. That makes total sense, right? Hindsight It's brilliant. The challenge is I didn't get that second half of the directive. I just got the note that we couldn't change any details in the plan. So I'm maybe three months into my role at this organization, and I'm trying my hardest to look like I know what I'm doing. I hate living in the ramp-up period and asking what I feel like are these stupid questions every 10 minutes of what does this phrase mean? What does this acronym mean? Why do we do this process this way? Who is this person? Why do I care what they say? How do I respond to this email? Yada, yada, yada. So I'm trying to take every initiative I can think of to show how awesome I am. And it's going okay. I'm I'm getting some points in some cases, but my boss is also noting that I'm making some key mistakes along the way and they're really kind of stupid mistakes that if I would have checked with somebody, I wouldn't have made that mistake. So I draft one of these global announcements. I take the initiative and I draft one of these global announcements for a piece of news that we're announcing. I draft it like two months in advance to show that I'm really on top of my game. Showing initiative, taking charge, right? Well, after the initial draft goes out to all of our global subsidiaries, global partners, there are a lot of changes to this announcement. Product feature changes. The spokesperson who will be taking interviews changes. The date of the announcement changes. And I am tasked with updating the document before it goes back out again. So, brilliant me, initiative taking me, thinks, ah, they said, don't change any details in our documents. So I'll just add the relevant details I know of And we'll go from there. Now, in hindsight, I think this is probably one of the five stupidest mistakes I've made in my entire career because I proudly update the document and give it to my boss to review. And this is Friday morning. Friday goes by. No real kerfuffle. No real feedback or anything. I go home, hanging out with my wife on the couch, watching TV. And uh, I check my email, which, by the way, if you decide to go into a career in PR, you will be checking your email at 8 o'clock on a Friday night, 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. and 7 o'clock on a Sunday. Get used to it. Um, I check my email. And my stomach literally drops through the floor. There's an email from my boss. And she has copied our collective boss. The VP of our team. So about as senior as you can get without having your name on the wall. And she just rakes me over the coals she lists literally lists in the email does not attach the document with the corrections lists in the email nine factual inaccuracies that i have listed in the document including the wrong spokesperson the wrong announcement date and the wrong features because these things changed she asked me to update it and i didn't and i just gave it back to her Uh, Wrong date and time of the announcement. Features that weren't actually going to be available. And she wraps this delightful email up with everyone's favorite sign-off, telling me how disappointed she is in my efforts, asking me to take whatever steps are necessary in the future uh, to avoid leaving such sloppy work for her to clean up in the future. In front of our boss. So this is a huge mistake. And I will say that I, I, I managed... To somewhat right the ship in that case, I spent Friday evening fixing the document, sent it over at like eleven o'clock that night with a very sincere apology, explaining how it is I got to sending such a stupid, stupid report, um, which seemed to calm things down. And and she responded and understood, and the the man or, or, or our boss responded and understood. But I still kind of lost that trust capital, and the whole screw up. More importantly, could have been avoided just by asking up front. So Jody, I'm gonna update this document. I just want to be clear; I got the right directions. I'm not supposed to change these details, right? Even though the facts have changed, there's nothing I can do. Is there some way, perhaps, that I could update this so that the the changes are reflected, uh, as opposed to just sending you uh, an updated version that has no has no updates in it? Um, I would have felt kind of stupid in the moment because I'm sure that you know if I would have thought about it for five seconds, I probably could have come to that conclusion on my own but I still would have felt way smarter and been in a much stronger position with my boss in the long term. Asking the same question over and over and over again is not good. Your boss is going to expect that at some point after something is explained once or twice, you're going to pick it up and absorb it. But especially when you're ramping up, smart employees and smart professionals know that that ramp up time is your time to ask questions. And frankly, even beyond that, I mean, i've been in my current role for over a year and i still make a point to double check on details a half a dozen times a day just to be sure i'm going in the right direction think about it like you're sailing a boat if you're even one degree off on your heading when you leave port if you make that correction before you get to open water sure it's kind of a hassle in that moment but then you're smooth sailing all the way out if you wait until several hours into your voyage and cross your fingers that you're hopefully going to reach spain and you wind up in greenland you're going to feel kind of stupid. Asking smart questions, asking thoughtful questions is a sign to your boss and a sign to your team that you're paying attention, you care about the details, you want to do good work, and you're thinking through the process. It shows maturity. Uh, I'll give you another quick example. I was working with uh, a young professional at a firm a few years ago. This person was super smart. Uh, We're still really good friends. Um, But they had this weird habit. When I was walking them through some work streams that we would have, literally information this person could not possibly have had uh, i'm informing them for the first time and this person would ask really smart clarifying questions along the way but whenever i would answer they always responded instantaneously and i mean every single time with oh i knew that literally exchanges like so we're going to announce the new photo fil- uh, feature filter on june 29th at 10 a.m and who's responsible for pushing out the press release well, that's gonna be John's team. Oh, I, I knew that. And we're going to reach out to 10 targeted outlets for interviews about the feature. And who's the spokesperson for that gonna be? Uh, it's gonna be Tracy. Oh, oh, I knew that. This is information this person literally could not have had. I do not expect this person to know the, the, the purpose of this conversation is to share this information with this person, but they felt like they had to know everything that was going on and project that confidence. You don't have to know everything when you're starting out. You won't know everything, but as long as you're asking these smart, thoughtful questions and absorbing that information so you don't have to ask the same question six or eight times and not sending in horrible work like I did, you're going to set yourself up for long-term success. And that's going to do it for part one of our live episode from the University of Oregon School of Journalism and Communications. In our next episode, we're going to open the mics up to the attendees who were there, and they have a lot of really interesting, good, solid questions about how to start a career, how to build a career, and how to have success in the workplace. I'm really excited to bring you that uh, in the next little bit. So in the meantime, as always, I'm Colby Reed at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A-D-E on Twitter. If you've got an idea for a show, would love to hear from you. Also, would really appreciate that five-star review on iTunes. It'll just take you about two seconds and would really brighten my day. Uh, Again, I'm Colby Reed and we'll talk next time.